2: We're here at the ACC kickoff, but there are no weeks off. Got to have a podcast. Got to have our NC State fill. And actually last week went to Oakwood Pizza Box. Anthony Guerra opens the place up for us. NC State baseball coach, the legend himself, Elliot David, joined us. Man, we spent like an hour over there, made some pizza, did our thing. Big shouts to Ethan Hyman over at the News and Observer uh, for putting the video together that you'll see here right on the YouTubes. Do me a favor. Follow right there. Give us some comments. Subscribe. Do all the things that Jovius always tells you to do. Positive vibes only. All those things. If you're not already, follow us on wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, the Googles. We're there. Law of the Wolf is our NC State podcast. Quick story before we get into our interview with Elliot Avent. When I got my start uh, in in journalism, if you will, uh, I was at the, the, the student paper, the technician. And the first thing I was... I was tasked to cover was men's soccer. Uh, When I grew up, I did not play soccer. I did not enjoy soccer. I did not follow soccer. I didn't even really understand the rules of soccer. But if you wanted to write about sports, you don't start at football. You don't start at men's basketball. You got to work your way up. So the coach at NC State at the time was George Tarantini. And George from Argentina via Italy was, you know, the way that he talked was basically like he was right off the boat. The accent was super thick. Uh the charisma w- w- was just as thick. And it, George took a, a liking to me and took me under his wing and became one of my mentors. And George was hired by Jim Valvano. And there, there was a group at NC State in the 80s when Valvano was the AD, where Sam esposito was the baseball coach, the longtime baseball coach. Most people don't remember that Sam Esposito was actually also an assistant basketball coach. So after each NC State basketball game, Valvano, Esposito, Bob Guzzo, all of the old-time coaches that were at NC State would go back to Espo's office, and they would go over the game and, and then actually start game planning for the next game. At the time, Elliott was, was a youth was just cutting his teeth. He was he was a gopher. He had to go get the food for them. Uh but when Elliot came back in 1997 to be the the head coach of NC State baseball. George introduced me to Elliot and told Elliot, "Hey, this 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 guy's pretty good. You're going to like him. Uh, he'll treat you fairly, you know." And so I've had a relationship with Elliot and then of course that that's only gotten we've gotten closer over the years, particularly when George passed away in 2019. So we we have some history there, and, and as I've like to, uh, as I was complaining about during the hockey season, sometimes you think people like you uh, that you cover, but the truth of the matter is they probably don't. But in this particular instance, Elliot and I truly are friends, thanks to Coach Tarantini. So, with that in mind, let's pay a few bills before we go over to the Oakwood Pizza Box, because we've got sponsors here on the Law of the Wolf, and it's important that you know. And you go support our sponsors, everything that we have on the OG podcast, everything on the Law of the Wolf, everything on Picks and Pizza, everything on 919 Vice. Please go out, heck, tweet about it. Nothing better than when people tweet, we were, we're here because of the OG. So this is year three of our NC State podcast for me. And this is year, th- year three for Hayes Lancaster and his crew at the Mosquito Authority for supporting us here on Law of the Wolf, Mosquito Authority. Pest Authority, Bugsbite.com, as you can find them online. You can find them on the Twitters. It's no mosquito NC. You can also give them a call at 919-807-1951. Whether you got ants in the house, bugs outside the house, you got mice in your attic, any kind of moisture underneath your house. These are all things Hayes Lancaster and his crew have taken care of for me at my house, and he could do the same for yours. So again, give them a shout: 919-807-1951. You have uh, camp going on
0: right now. Camp. Got camp. Got a lot of little 10, well, ten and 12. Like 7 to 12, and they're adorable. Absolutely. 6 to 12, they're adorable. Tell you. Watching those kids play for the true love of the game and trying to learn the love of the game uh, before everything else gets involved is so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. It gives you life. It does give me life. It keeps me young.
2: My dad taught math for 41 years. He said, there'd be most years you get to like spring break. And you're like, ah, I'm ready for this season to be over. Right. Ready for this school year to be over. Then he said, you know, sometimes you get a little bit older and then it was like Christmas break. You're like, ah, these kids. But he said the year he retired, it was the first day of school. Right. I've had enough. <laughs> so if you're still getting enjoyment out of I love of it. I camp, love it. I love camp. Because this leads me to a question for you. What's that? 27 years. Mm-hmm. You've already set every record you can at NC State, all those good things. How much longer do you want to do this?
0: Well, I would like to do it forever. Okay. Right. I don't think it works that way. I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, I got three you know the NC State has to want me to do it forever too. So well, I, got, I got three years left on my contract. Okay. Um,
2: that gets you to seventy, is that right?
0: Right. Okay. We we got a great recruiting class, as you know. I Jackson do. Lucas, you I know. Absolutely. Saw does. him a while ago. He says um, tell you hello. Okay. So I saw Jackson a while ago. And so we got a great recruiting class, and as long as they're great kids, which they seem to be right now, that's what makes you want to coach forever when you get great kids. You know what I'm saying? That's when you want to coach forever so uh how much long i don't know uh you say things we want to accomplish uh would love to win a national championship can't always control that right close a couple years ago didn't happen um thought we were close in 13 didn't happen so you can't control those things i'd love to win one for the school Mm -hmm. i'd love to win one for every player that built this program and it's really funny about our players The players that played here in the 60s, as the whole 68 World Series team came to the World Series in 13, we were there. The players that have played here every year, like last week on on All-Star break, Austin Murr, Reed Johnston, Evan Justice came back to visit with us. I mean, people, when we're we're playing, I asked Trey Turner something about our shortstop, and he was saying, hey, I'd like to see him do a little more of this. I said, Trey, how do you know you only saw us one game? He said, coach. I follow a lot of your games. Yeah. Trail like actually watch us um, on on you know the phone, and our former players keep up with our program because it's their program, right? So, love to win a national championship. Can't can't control that. What I would love to do is our facilities have always been, you know, wanting. Kind of how you got here. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's how I got here, Ray <laughs> Tanner. Tanner. Ray Tanner here. If Ray hadn't left, I wouldn't be here, and Ray left with a frustration at facilities, and that has continued through, through most of my time here. So what I would like to do is make sure these facilities are where they should be before I leave it over to the next head coach so that doesn't have to be his problem.
2: If you win the thing in 21, do you walk away? No.
0: Did you, would you no. Oh, retire? Oh, no, no, no. No. Like I said, I'd like to win a national championship to be a part of that, but I'd like to win it for every – NC State fan, every player that played here, and, and for this storied program. We got a storied program, maybe tradition-wise. You talk about Coach Esposito who built it, Ray Tanner, who was phenomenal. And you know, I think we've only had a few head coaches in the history of the last, you know, whatever, 60, 80 years. So uh, but I think my the thing I need to do is get these facilities finished. That's the main thing that I can control that I can accomplish is to get this, so I would not have walked away, no.
2: You've helped raise $15 million Mm -hmm. for the renovation project. Mm -hmm. How'd you do that? I thought like you had to put on your fundraiser hat Mm -hmm. and some of those other things.
0: Boo Corrigan and I met uh, when he got here and he says, Elliot, we're gonna get this. I know you've been trying to get this facility built and we thought we were at a point where we were gonna get it done had a couple roadblocks and things, you know, fell down the the drain, so to speak. So Boo said, we're gonna get this done, right? So he was true to his word. He let us go out and, and fundraise our okay. money, and people love NC State and people love NC state baseball and, and I've met a lot of really good people here who have become friends and they want to see this thing happen. They think it's way overdue, and they pour not only their their hard work and sweat and, and support in this, now they're pouring their dollars in this and Boo and I and Ben Bersard were able to go out and raise. I think we're close to $16 million now, and we've got a little more to go, but uh, we're close. When you
2: think about facilities in college baseball, why do, and you've been successful, and I was there when Boo Corrigan essentially apologized to you after the ECU loss and going up and seeing what ECU has and where you kind of rank in this state. Why are facilities in college baseball so important? Because this kind of gets into the scholarship equation, and if you really want to get players to your place, you, you kind of sort of have to impress them, don't you?
0: Right, well, and the whole thing is, what, like, players want to be developed. First of all, you go, to, you go to the facilities. you go, wow, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. If you go to a major league park, we talk about what's the prettiest major league park, sure. right? So everybody likes bells and whistles. But at the end of the day, every player, whether they're recruited in football, basketball, baseball, Every player wants to be developed, and that's what we sell here. We sell we're going to develop you, not because we're smarter, not because we're better coaches. We're going to spend more of our time on developing you, and we think we're good at it, rather than out recruiting the next Joe Giglio. You know what I'm saying? We're not out looking for the next Mr. Goodbar. You know what I'm saying? We're out taking you, and we're going to develop you. And But to do that, you need certain things, like these pitching labs and the hitting facility. Like, some people come to our hitting facility and they say, Coach, I don't want to make fun of you, but this, yeah. is, this is really where you hit, right? right. You know? So we need – and that's coming. And when it comes, that's what I can say I can walk away. When, when that comes, I hope a national championship comes before it's built. But when it's built, that's when I think I can walk away. And as Ray Tanner told me when I took this job, he called me. He said three or four words. I, I don't know how many words this is. He said, don't screw it up. Right, right. And what he meant – is coach esposito built this place i poured my hard work and sweat and this program is one of the top programs in the country don't you mess it up people are depending on you and i live with those four words every day since i've been here for 27 years because when i leave this place i want to walk away and know this place can still be one of the top 20 programs in america every year and uh, i think that's my mission i think that's my job and that's what i want to see when i get that done Then I can walk away and uh, spend a little more time down at Oakwood Pizza Box. Yeah. Move
2: on. All right. We are here at the kickoff. And as you can see from our social media site, we got all kinds of cards here. We got baseball cards. We got football cards. We got garbage pail kids. And we got Pokemon. You know where I got all this? Oak City Sports Cards. OakCityCards.com. Weston, Katie Space. They do an unbelievable job. Go check them out Downtown. Glenwood Avenue location, can't miss them. Great spot. If you got cards, like this Brennan Armstrong card that I have here, I, I, I've been waiting to show you guys this because they actually make cards now uh, of current players. Here's Brennan, but he's in the uh, Virginia uniform. It's actually pretty cool if you think about it. Uh, you want to get cards? Go check them out. Oak City Sports Cards. It's oakcitycards.com. And again, go tell them, hey, Jilio sent us. Box. You mentioned uh, the recruiting class yes. and developing players. Uh, last year you, you basically had to bring in, because it's a, it's a, the landscape has changed since your first year in 97, so you've had to bring in transfers, you had to go into the portal, you've lost some players notably in the portal. How have you tried to, with this new class, are they mostly freshmen or have you gone back into the portal and, and added some transfers because that's kind of what you have to do nowadays?
0: Well. As I said, we believe in developing here. Yeah. So when you think about developing, you want to build relationships with players. And to build relationships, it takes time. Yeah. It takes time to earn that trust. And so I've always tried to have players here as a freshman, you know, Jackson Lucas, okay? And Will so Wilson, th- Patrick Bailey. Will, Will Wilson, Pat- Patrick Bailey texted me all the He's having <laughs> yeah. great success. Yeah, he really is. Those and you have three years with those guys, maybe two years with Eli Serrano because he's drafted out as a sophomore, same with Dom Fritton. You have time with those guys, and you can build a team. And, yes, they play for NC State. And, yes, they love NC State, but they play for one another. They develop a bond with one another. And when you get players that want to play for one another and they're good enough, that's when it becomes easy, yeah. And that's what we try to do. So we have a lot of freshmen this year, a lot of great, great, great recruiting class. Good. You know, 15 I, freshmen, a lot of, of big-time recruits, as you well know, because, you know, you're friends with one of them, and you know what he had to go that, through yeah. and turning down the draft. These kids were turning down a lot of money to come to NC State. So we still – the transfer portal exists, and you use it more for a certain need. And sometimes a player comes around like a Tommy White or a Paul Skeens who was at the Air Force Academy. And whether you have a need or not, you say I want that player like the Yankees if if when Shotani becomes available, right, right. how many people are gonna go after him whether right. you have a need everybody has a need for right. that. So that's what's happening right now in the portal. We have delved into the portal a little bit, but only for certain needs. We haven't done it just to be greedy and we're gonna spend X amount of money which we don't have to get one of the best yeah. pitchers or shortstops in the country.
2: But Gino Gruber was a guy you got as a transfer who you were able to develop, and I see his it. name on the second round of
0: the well, Major League Baseball draft. He, he signed for almost $2 million, good hitter, but didn't know what his position was. He came here. I was on the USA team with Mike Bianco. Mike Bianco took some third baseman out one day, and Gino got in that subset. And I watched him take All around cool. balls, and I said, hey, Gino might can play third, but he had to work at it and Gino loves work he has a plan he so he worked so hard and then when the draft came along a lot of teams said he's got one of the best bats in the country but now we think he has a position and he he just re- he called me last night he called me last night He said coach I just signed today with the Arizona Diamondbacks thank you i mean yeah. just it's 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 so rewarding for me to hear how happy he was
2: uh, on the other end of that spectrum did you watch the, the world series when you lose a guy like Tommy that's a high profile situation.
0: i'm addi- i'm addicted to baseball okay i don't know what you're addicted to maybe pizza yeah but i'm i addi- i'm addicted to baseball okay so i watch every game okay
1: you i watch happy every for game Tommy?
0: love it okay i was at a, a restaurant in charlotte steak 48 Walk into the restaurant with Derek Close. I was going to say, you're with Close, for sure. Uh, Derek Close. (laughs) It was packed. Next thing you know, Derek knows somebody. And next thing you know, we're sitting at a bar. We got two seats right here. The bar place is packed. And they had TVs, but it was the first night of the NBA draft. Okay? And everybody wants to know who the Charlotte Hornets are going to pick. And I could care less who the Charlotte Hornets are going to pick. I want to see the baseball game. Next thing you know, Derek lets the first pick go by which everybody was disappointed in, okay? Yeah. They let the first pick go by, and then Derek gets the TV turn of the World Series, and he tells everybody that's his kid playing for LSU, right? Because right? so everybody thinks it's my son, uh, right? And and so he, he explained to him, it's not his kid, it's the kid that played for him. So when he hit that home run to beat Wake, yeah. everybody in the bar or restaurant looked at me to see what my reaction was going to be. Was I happy? Was I sad? Whatever. And... I love Tommy White. I loved him when he played here, when he set the all-time freshman record for home runs. He did that at NC State. His dad sent me a text message, and he said, Coach, the picture behind his dad's office is a picture of his son in NC State uniform. He said he'll always treasure his time at NC State. He made a personal decision for him, and you got to respect that in today's age when they can yeah. go wherever they can go. Uh, it's great for him. Obviously, it was great for shoe I was... I hated it for Tom Walter and Wake Forest because he's a personal friend of mine, and obviously Wake's in our league, so I hated it for them. But well, you didn't want Wake but but I, I lo- Well, Tom Walter's a friend yeah? of mine. I've been, to, I've been with Tom Walter for a long time. We've been in this business, but I was happy for Tommy Wake.
2: I would rather Carolina wins that thing before Wake does because well, they've had too many kicks at it. You've had two kicks at it. Well, I you just you see what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't I, want no. some interloper coming in there no, and just winning the thing. Tom
0: Wald is a personal friend. It was hard for me to pull against him, but I was happy for Tommy White and the whole, but the whole restaurant. I'm telling you, when he hit that home run, they all looked at me to see what my reaction was.
2: Uh, we've gone too long without talking about my two, your two of your two of my favorite former players of yours. Uh, I was. I loved it when Carlos Rodon signed with our New York Yankees. I was really hoping Trey
0: was going to <laughs> sign with
2: the Yankees too. I don't
0: that'd know if that great. was in
2: play, but
0: that'd be great. I don't know if I want to follow Derek Jeter. Uh,
2: <laughs> Volpe, the, the kid from New Jersey, he's, he's doing he's a pretty good. He's trying, doing a pretty good job, trying. right? Uh, just your relationship with them, because you've, you know, obviously they're they're the most high-profile players that you've had. And and, and they took you to the World Series, and that's a team in 13 that also probably should have won it as well. So when you think about those two guys and what they've meant to NC State, and you just got a gift from Trey as well, uh, just, you know, and and the way that you keep in touch with them. You were there when when Trey won the World Series, Uh, and he had the NC State helmet on and everything else. So,
0: Well, that's what's neat to me. Like, Carlos grew up in Miami but moved here to to Holly Springs. And – so he had, a, he had a little bit of a, a taste of the triangle. He knew what state was all about. Carolina was all about. Duke was all about the triangle. And, uh, but Trey grew up, probably didn't know exactly what NC no. State was down in West Palm Beach, Florida. So when he committed here, the thing that's most impressive to me is how these guys, like I said, when I was trying to get him to talk about how he, he knew our players because he watches us play. He came back here for Preston Palmero's wedding. Yeah. we went to lunch together. We talked before he signed with the Phillies, and I just kind of like, hey who <laughs> you go- who are you going with right? you to try to influence them No no, <laughs> no no no, I don't ever influence our players. They're grown men. they have to make their own decisions uh, but I the way they love NC State now, and Trey just gave us he and his wife yeah. just gave us Kristen a million dollars for our program that's the they tell me players never give back to their, very seldom give back to their program, and nobody gives like a million dollars, right? I think it's like the biggest gift of a former athlete at NC State that I know about. Maybe I don't know about all of them. So, and I'll, I'll never forget when I made that call to Trey, he made it so easy. I was so nervous to talk to him yeah, about this ask gift. for money. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like asking former players for anything. When I went to see him in the playoff game against Milwaukee, the year they won the World Series, I just showed up. Yeah. It, it was our good friend, George Tarantini, he had just passed, Yeah, and I flew to uh, D.C., got the taxi guy to pick me up, he took me to George's favorite restaurant, and I had George's, what he would get there, I ordered Noki, what George would yeah. always get, and I just sat there, and then I took a tour of D.C., I showed up at the, the playoff game, Trade didn't know I was there, I didn't ask for tickets. He looked up in the stands and saw right. me for BP like, what are you doing here, right? And, uh, but these players love our program. They love their time here. And when Trey made it so easy to give back a million dollars, and so the hitting center will be named after Trey Turner, and I'm hoping to have the pitching lab named after Carlos Rodon. Um, and those are the two greatest players that played here among all the great players that I've been fortunate enough to be associated with. So to leave here with the hitting center and the pitching lab named after them would mean a lot to me. You're
2: going to retire those numbers soon. Or... I
0: hope so. Okay. I certainly hope so. let work. I honor them. We're honoring jerseys now okay. instead of retiring because you, you can get like the Yankees <laughs> and everybody's wearing 72 and you know 44. I mean not 44. That's the Reg. But everybody's wearing big big numbers, 68, uh, 93. So to avoid that, we're going to honor. Uh, uh, numbers and the only two we have honor right now actually coach esposito is deservedly retired and chris combs is the first one that i was uh, allowed to honor
2: perfect um all right well give your overall give your pizza an overall grade here
0: you what's do? the highest 10? 10 10 uh, 10 but nothing to do with me but it, so it's not my you pizza made it. i mean i kind of didn't make it you know what i'm saying okay. it's like i just i, I followed instructions well
2: okay Uh, before I bring Anthony in here to to give a Carlos Rodon gripe, you can text Ray and let him know you didn't screw it up. You did a good job. Uh,
0: I'll I'll, I'll let Ray be the judge of that, but I appreciate you saying that. What's up next? What's up next?
2: I know you've been to Carter-Finley Stadium. I know you've been to PNC Arena. And right there, Edwards Mill Road. You can't miss it. It's the breeze through. Check out this Tumblr, man. We got the Got the OG logo, the OG sticker on there. We're going to be giving those away next week on the Ovius and Gilio podcast. We've got the OG mixtape coming back. But wherever your travels take you this summer, Breeze Through is there for you. They got 17 locations throughout North Carolina. You're never too far away from a Breeze Through fueling your next commute, road trip, tailgate, or adventure. Pool Road in Raleigh, if you're heading over to Walnut Creek, or also in Cary, Apex, Smithfield, and Garner. The Breeze Through crew has you covered no matter where your summer plans take you. All right, it's summer, and now is the time. If you're trying to be ready for the school year and you're looking for a new house, now's the time. Get online right now. Myhtr.com. Hometown Realty, okay? Myhtr.com. They have all of your real estate needs, residential, commercial, rental. Barry Woodard's team, they have more than 250 agents. They have six locations, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Selma, and Atlantic Beach. If you're looking to buy or sell, check them out. It's myhtr.com dot com and and seriously tell Barry we're we're using you to sell our house or buy our house because of Ovius and Gillio. And of course once you close on that house you're going to need some help. That's where Josh Whitaker Joe Hamer come into play. Whitaker and Hamer they have more than 20 years experience and they can help you close on your house. You can start a business, sell a business, anything that's family law related Check them out. They're in Raleigh, Clayton, Fuquay, Moorhead City, and all of the G's. Goldsboro, Gastonia, and Garner. They have the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. You can always call them the old-fashioned way, 919-772-7000. Again, online, it's wh.lawyer, or give them a shout, 919-772-7000. What's
1: up next? What's
2: up next? All right, Anthony, come. you've now earned a, a Carlos Rodon grilling. Come on. Come on. You, you can
1: get get in there. Where am I going? You can come in the middle. You can also have a piece of your own pizza if you'd like. I'm good. I'm good. You, you got a good Rodon comes to campus story. You see Carlos throw for the first time, and the guys see him throw. Is there like a whoa?
0: I remember a couple stories. I remember watching him throw over in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Right? I remember seeing when he was thrown over at Chapel Hill, they played in these travel teams, right? And he was unbelievable. Everybody wanted that guy. Everybody wanted that guy. So his mother, Julie, was down on the top of the dugout taking pictures. So I figured I was just a family friend, mother, somebody I didn't know. Uh, I just went down and I said, well, that, that kid's pretty good, right? Um, where's, uh, where's he going to school? I think she said he's thinking about Chapel Hill. I think she knew who I was unless she was playing with me or what. And uh, so... I said, but we'd really like to have that boy at NC State. So that's one of my stories. And the other story is he was going to throw a bullpen one day, and the catcher hadn't gotten there yet. And he was just warming up. Now, this was 10 years ago, and I wasn't a good player, by the way, and I'm not a spring chicken even 10 years ago. And I said, hey, I'll catch you till the guy gets here, right? I couldn't wait for that catcher to get there. Like, you would think he would take it easy on an old man. It was almost like he was trying to show me his stuff. I was afraid he was going to hit me in the face. You know what I'm saying? His ball is just electric. Brett Austin, you know, one of our coaches now, and he was a catcher on that great team. Uh, He did such an unbelievable job in catching Carlos because that's not an easy man to catch, I'm telling you. His ball just explodes, and his slider is ridiculous.
2: I thought you were going to tell the story. We don't have any FCC rules here. I thought you were going to tell the story of what he said to you when you tried to take him out of the game against uh, Florida I, I in the regional. I say
0: uh, You know, we play Florida, and I think he strikes out like five of the first six or whatever, seven of the first nine. And, and and the the game shouldn't have started, but ESPN controls everything, so they made the game start. Shouldn't have started. We knew it was coming. And Florida, can they got no shot against Carlos that day. But after uh, 45 minutes, I just go to Carlos and to say, Carlos is looking good. And he, he's tough to talk to when he wants to compete. Now, he's, he's, a, he's a competitor of the highest order, okay? And uh, so after an hour, I said, hey Carlos, we're not gonna, you're not going to go back out there. It was like he didn't even hear me, like when you're talking to your child when they're four years old and you can't have the ice cream, right? Uh, they don't really hear those words. It's like, so the game's getting ready to crank up. And I see Tom Holliday and Carlos, they're walking down the bullpen. I said, where are you going? To get loose. Carlos, you're not pitching. I mean, he, I thought he was going to punch me. <laughs> I really thought he was going to punch me, but I didn't let him go back out there, and uh, we lost that game, and who knows, we could have maybe gone to the World Series in, and maybe I should have, but uh, I, uh, he did so much for us. Like, after his freshman year, yeah, Andy, I'll tell you, after his for freshman year, he could have signed right then for whatever money he got. At every junior college, every junior college, one day, Carlos Rodan. And they were all calling him. My sister, Chris Hart, was saying, Coach, I hear he's going to Miami Dade, where he grew up, right? I said, Okay, I'll go ask Carlos. Carlos, they're talking about you going to junior college. He said, Coach, I'm staying here. Then, Chris, two days later, hey, I hear this. I said, Chris, I'm not going back to him. I asked him <laughs> one time. He told me he wasn't going. That's it. And Carlos was true to his word. I'll never forget, he wanted to play two ways. He wanted to play two ways, right? I promised him he could play two ways. But his freshman year, he exploded where he was the greatest pitcher in college baseball, and now you don't want to hit him, right? Because he gets hurt, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, you're going to be on Mad Magazine. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'll be on the cover of, not Sports Illustrated, I'll be on the cover (laughs) of Mad Magazine. And so I'll never forget, I talked to uh, Julie and Carlos Sr. It was a rain delay or something. And I was talking to him by the elevator in a, a facility, and I said, "You know what? I promised your son he could hit and pitch when he uh, came here. But he's so good right now. Scott Boris is telling me I'm, I've lost my <laughs> mind, right? Everybody's telling me I've lost my mind. What's your opinion? Coach you do whatever you need to do. Whatever you want to do is good with us. And uh, I talked to Chris Hart, and Chris Hart said, I, "Coach, I just think I'd keep him happy." And so he hit, played first some, and every time he dove back into first, oh, God. every time there was a throw up the line, my heart just kind of stopped. <laughs> but that kid loved to hit, and he could hit. His first two at-bats, I think, were a double to left center and a double to right center. And uh, he's just uh, my favorite story. Okay, he's on the USA team. He's on the USA team. He's the finalist for the Golden Spikes Award. So we fly to New York. Awesome. We go to a Mets game in, in Shea Stadium. Uh, we against uh, the Phillies. We go to meet with Joe Torrey in the commissioner's office the next day. It was just unbelievable, right? Such a fun time. And Carlos is getting ready to fly to Toronto when it's over to fly to Cuba by himself, where his family's from, to meet the USA team. And uh, I said, Carlos, when's the last time you threw a bullpen? He said, Coach, I hadn't thrown one in a couple of days. I said, When are you pitching that there? He said, I'm not sure. I said, We need to throw a bullpen. So I got a a, a, catch in, a, a catcher's mitt from the bullpen catcher for the Phillies that night when I went to Shea Stadium, and then um, he's got to fly out pretty early. We jumped a fence in Central Park, me and Carlos, and I got a catcher. I couldn't catch him.
1: <laughs> I, I found a catcher.
0: We jumped. A, we went yeah. and threw a. We went and threw a bullpen in Central Park. The police finally came and got us about quarter to seven and kicked us out. Right, but we threw a bullpen. <laughs> And he didn't have any cleats with him because they were all shipped to uh, Cuba with the USA team. And I said, Carlos, you don't have any cleats. He said, Coach, Times Square is open. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Times Square never closes. We went out of Times Square, and I bought him a pair of cleats at about 1130 at night down there. That's probably my favorite story that is, really is that he threw a bullpen. on And he, when he gets to Cuba, they put him in the game that night. How about that? How he flies to Cuba and gets to the game that night. Okay, well, let, let's get him out on the mound the Yankees, please. Well, you've got to get healthy now. Okay. He's, he, he wants to be out there. The Yankees got a lot of money in him, and they exactly. want to take it slow, right? They're guarding their investment. He tells me he's ready to roll. And his first two outings weren't bad. Yeah. Progress. Is there,
1: right. I, I it. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, is there a rhythm to when he's throwing? If I'm watching him pitch, is there a tick? Is there something when you know, like, oh, Carlos has got it if I see this?
0: As long as he's locked in, as long as he wants to pitch, and that's every time I ever saw him, you know, he, his competitive nature is the best part about him. I understand he's got a great slider. I understand his fastball is 96, 98, and he's got a split. I think the Yankees are tinkering with a split-finger change right now that he's throwing. And the best game I ever saw him throw was against Cuba uh, when he was on the USA team. And I think he threw like 13 change-ups that game. It, it keeps them off that fastball because both the fastball and the slider are both hard, so it gives them another pitch. And uh, But uh, when you see – I just watch his face. When you see that face and when he's locked in, I just – not a lot of people want to be in the batter's box against him.
2: Yes. You're coming back, right?
0: Oh, anytime you want me. Okay. Anytime Perfect. you want me. This not is not bad a-
1: for a Carolina grad. No, I, I didn't ask any Carolina questions. There was some comments about best pitcher of the year. I, coach, I was on campus around that run there, that Matt Harvey, Andrew
0: Miller, Oof. Daniel
1: Bard run. Oh my gosh!
0: How about that? How about Andrew Miller and, jo, uh, and Bard? I coached Bard on the USA team. I was on the USA team when, when Bard pitched oh my in two thousand four. We went all over the country. We went to Taiwan. We went to Japan. We went all over the place. Great guy. Great family. His but, heater was absurd. But how about, it oh came out of his God. hands. It came out of his hands so easy.
1: So I was a freshman in Airinghouse house when that happened. So I'd come down. I'd have to watch the game from up high. But if Miller or Bard were pitching, I'd come down. And I'd like to sit right behind home plate and try to, like, all right, I'm going to swing. I'm going to start my <laughs> swing. No, no, I missed it. <laughs> it's gone.
0: gone. It came out of Daniel Bard's hands so easy. It was crazy.
2: All right, so you're coming back. Pick yes. With Pizza Box. Absolutely. Bring
0: heart. I'll stuff. bring heart. Bring, bring my wife. To you. Yeah. <laughs> please, please. She's a pizza girl. She loves pizza. And this is this pizza is unbelievable. Like I said, I went to Napoli. Uh, uh, I got married in October in, in Italy. Uh, honeymoon in Malfi Coast. Stopped in Napoli because I heard it was the birthplace of pizza. And uh, trust me, if I had two pizzas, the one in Napoli or this one, I'm going this one every time.
2: <laughs> and that's how you end the podcast. Wolfpack ain't for soft, it ain't for soft people.